All right, Nick, I need you to focus up. As you know, the grandpappy of our show, How Did This Get Made, did an episode on Street Fighter the movie. And so here on How Did This Get Played, we really got to we really got to hit a home run. I mean, we're they're coming onto the show. We need to we need to like land all our jokes. We need to be calm. We need to be relaxed. We need to be cool. We need to be smooth the whole time. So you you, you think you're up for it? Think you you think we got what it takes? Sorry, I had you on mute. What's up? Ah, <laughs> uh, never never mind. Let's I just the, be ourselves. The let's and let's just stumble through it. We punch and kick our way through Street Fighter, then film people punching and kicking, release it to theaters, then film that and digitize it back into punches and kicks in Street Fighter the Movie the Game. This week on How Did This Get Played featuring How Did This Get Made? Now it's time for... Welcome out of the Skip Play, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest video games of all time. I'm Nick Weiger, along with Heather Ann Campbell. I'm Heather Ann Campbell, and I'm alongside Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Uh, Hello, we everyone. have a an, an amazing game uh, in a bad way, and uh, two amazing guests in a good way uh, uh, that that we want to get get to right away. But but real quick. Uh, it's time before we descend, as we always do, uh, into gaming hell, Heather, for us to spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Uh, Matt, let us know when to begin. Go for it. Oh. So um, I've been playing. I, I've oh, got something. Thank God. So Great. I've been playing. <laughs> I finished Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I moved on to this Metroidvania that I'd wanted to play for a while that's on Xbox Game Pass called Ori in the Blind Forest. And it is oh. one of those just, like, meticulously rendered games that is just that just delivers in every aspect like every like the control is so tight i love metroidvanias as a genre i love just like having a thing that i can't like oh i know i can get there at some point but i have to progress to to when i have to get like a fucking upgrade so i can come back here or a new item in my inventory so i can come back here and get to this ledge uh, and get this item i love that uh and uh i played through it, 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 it in a uh, over the course of a few days it's not a huge game um but it is just so fucking beautiful and the art is so crisp and the music is just like a it's just like a soundtrack i would listen to while i was working it was just one of those games just like man i'm i'm bummed that i missed this when it came out but i'm glad i, I returned to it and there's a sequel that i can roll right into so i want to play great. the fucking sequel too it's 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 fucking it's just a delight if you do like metroidvania's out there and haven't played deigned to play it yet uh, for whatever reason okay we're out of time uh hey our guests this week are Actors, writers, and comedians, and two of the hosts of the podcast, How Did This Get Made? Jason Mansukas and Paul Shearer here. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Yeah. What <laughs> is up? <laughs> here we go. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you also for uh, allowing us to do an authorized ripoff of your uh, excellent podcast. <laughs> um, I wanted to start here. There is a, a, a where, let's just talk generally about your your guys' personal history with video games. Um, Paul, we can start with you. Uh, uh, did you uh, like what were you playing growing up, and what are you playing these days? I would okay, love to well, add a couple of human formalities to the top of this by just saying like, <laughs> "How are you guys?" 
And like, how you mm. feeling? What, what's going style. on? Well, wow. yeah, we're wow. in the middle of a quarantine. <laughs> haven't left the house in 70 days. Sure. Uh, I'll tell you that I played Virtua Fighter in high school. God, I just jump right into the real stuff. It really uh, is. It is so perfectly Weiger. It is so perfectly Weiger to skip straight to just business. Like there is no human connection. We know what we're here for. <laughs> we didn't get through People my bullet points. don't want to hear the human stuff. Um, you know, look, my history with games is kind of fraught because I've always backed the wrong horse. Like uh, I was the kid with the 3DO. Like wow. you know, everyone, you know, uh, and... and um, <laughs> Like, I felt like I was always getting that, like, the Sega CD. Like, I had the Corey Feldman or the Corey Haim, like, Sega CD game. Like, I was always like, this is going to be the future. I believed in it uh, in the wrong ways. I started with the Nintendo. I started strong. uh, And then occasionally just always back the wrong thing. My best console, I think, is the Dreamcast. I still think that's, you know. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. uh, The fishing game on there. Amazing. Seaman, uh, cur- yeah, it's a great game. <laughs> uh, and, you know, like, for me, like, right now, my big, like, love that I'm, like, addicted to is NBA 2K20. Like, I'm that, I play my team. I have a few different teams that are, uh, you know, the best of the Clippers is one of my teams. I have, like, a best of my all-favorite players. Uh, so I'm on that often every night. And right now, also Animal Crossing. Like, that's my two... Uh, my two go-tos right now. But uh, but before I had kids, I would dump, definitely dump into like the bigger games, like the Bioshocks and Red Dead, where I could just basically exist for like hours and not have to be accountable to anybody. Right. Now you got a little less gaming time to budget. Yeah. I have to kind of basically have an in and out. Like I have to be like, I know it's over. Like the NBA game is so great because it's like, oh, I'll play a game and then I'm done. Uh, Are you just like trying to curry games. favor with Weiger by mentioning in and out? <laughs> I'm like a kind of a Del Taco gamer, you know. Because uh, I'm really a bit a, of it. I'm a bit of a heat seeker. <laughs> I want to say there's a way to do Sega CD where you still would have had credit for it, but you went to like Corey Feldman's like full motion video. Like you could have been like, yeah, you know, I believed in Sonic CD and Snatcher. And, yeah. But instead you were like, right to the FMV No, I games. mean, because here's the thing. Like, I thought that the future was, like, video incorporated games. Like, I had the crisscross make your own video game. Oh, shit. Um, which I was like, this. they did, Yeah, they just gave you, like, footage of crisscross, the band, like, two little kids. And you could make your own video. And it was like, this is, I'm controlling real people. It felt so, like, futuristic, which is actually kind of great to talk about that with today's game because it's that blending of like real footage, but not really. It's, you know, it's like, I just thought that was the future. I'm always a believer that that, you know, I got my, I have my VR, I have a giant VR set up here in my house. I have a quest. Uh, I'm like, I'm all video game decked out. Cause I'm believing that VR will take over at one point. It's that, that era was of, of full motion video games when it was such a novelty to have, video like it, at, that was at all interactive but a lot of them were as you were describing basically you're just playing a rudimentary version of final cut pro where you yes. could just like kind of real rearrange footage in a timeline to make it but there wasn't a lot there wasn't a lot of gameplay there no and you couldn't really you can't export it so it just kind of just be there so you'd have to really bring people in to watch the one crisscross song that you made a video for <laughs> where, you know 
uh, oddly, oddly, no one wanted to come to my house to watch my crisscross videos. This is heartbreaking. <laughs> but, it, but you know, it, like, it, like, like, it just felt like it felt like you were doing something so different because yes. you know everything else. Like, I mean, and by the way, talking about backing the wrong horse, I was also the kid on the block that had that little Nintendo robot that picked up the gyroscope. Rob, oh dropped yeah, it on the pads. Yes. Love that guy. And uh, that just quickly became a tool that I would just shoot spinners across the living room floor of my house. But uh, yeah, like, but that was like another thing that was, I was so into like the things around games. Like, oh yes, I need this robot to play this game. And uh, it never works out. That never is the best game. The one that needs like the three accompaniments to it. Yeah, the hit rate for peripherals is pretty low. I feel like about 5% of them actually work in practice. Uh, Jason, how about you? Uh, What's your history with games? I'm going to be honest. I am. I grew. I'm a little bit older. I'm like a full step older than everybody else. So when I grew up, when I was young, there weren't really game consoles until the Atari 2600. So my very first interface with games was having to go to the arcade, right? Right. So all of my favorite first games were all of those arcade games. You know, Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, Dig Dug, um, you know, all of the all of the kind of, you know, console games or not console. What are they called? Right. Big big cabinets, cabinets, cabinet games. Okay, so. So and then when things like Atari and Nintendo started coming out, I was not allowed to have them. My parents what? were very anti video games. They were very much like, go outside. Don't you're not not video games. But then I broke my leg playing soccer junior year of high school. And so I was allowed to get a Nintendo because I was laid up for months. Oh, and wow. in that time played some Mario at the time and some Zelda at the time, which was basically what was available in whatever it was, 1989, <laughs> yeah. somewhere in there. Um, so I and, and I was bad at them. And then uh, then my first real major exposure to video games in a real way was when I was living in New York City as a struggling actor, UCB kind of Harold team doing comedy at night. In the daytime, it wasn't uncommon to have auditions like commercial auditions or something like that in Manhattan. And I lived in Brooklyn, as did a number of my friends. But our buddy, uh, Jesse Falcon, who we probably all know, lived in the city and had a day job that he went to every day. So he gave keys to his apartment to a handful of people. And we would he had every game system and every game. Wow. So we would just go over there in between auditions. You'd go. Sometimes it would be empty and I'd just nap. And sometimes you'd get there and like somebody would be playing a game. And so I picked up some games that way. But then like when I noticed whenever I played, I was like I would be the subject of ridicule because people would be like I'd get stuck in a room. And be like, how the fuck do I get out of here? This is crazy. <laughs> and they would watch and laugh and laugh. And they'd be like, can't you see there's light coming through the crack in that wall? You can break that wall open. And I'm just like, I don't have any intuitive previous video game knowledge. So that right. I do that for a while. I play a handful of games. That's in the that's in the era of Goldeneye was a game. Oh, yeah. That was that's... that we played there and a couple of others. I can't remember what they were called. And then I came to L.A. for pilot season one year. I stayed with a friend of mine and he had a game. He had a game console and the game Bioshock. 
And I started playing that game and like lost myself in like for the first time as an adult, wow. you know, uh, lost myself in a world of a game that I was like, ah, this is the thing. So when I went back to New York, I bought um, a Xbox and that game and just played that game until I was done with it. Then <laughs> did not play another game again. <laughs> <laughs> for, for like years until the second Bioshock. So then I played that game. And then at a certain point, um, I got my wisdom teeth taken out a number of years ago and in the recovery period of that became consumed with the game Fallout 4. Wow. Mm. Uh, and spent months just lost in that. That was the first time I played a game that was truly open world like that, that you could wander, really wander and just it, it, like discover a world. And that was huge to me. And so subsequently, you know, I've played your um, um, uh, Call of Duties a couple of times and some of those kind of shoot 'em up games. But for the most part, I played that. And then now, right now, especially during quarantine, but for like the last year, I'd say, I've been spending a tremendous amount of time in Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm. Uh, right now, uh, I live alone, so this is week whatever. It's been like uh, 10 or 11 weeks since I've seen people or seen another person, really. So all I do is uh, go into Red Dead Redemption 2. I don't do any of the missions. I don't. I just get on my horse and I ride around and I discover, <laughs> I just discover the world. I spend hours hunting and fishing and making it harder and harder for myself so I can, I'm only gonna hunt with a bow. Great, I'm gonna just get everything, just looking for the legendary animals, looking for like, that's, I'll just sit after we're done tonight, sit down there for hours, just hunting, fishing, and like riding my horse around. It's, I. I Absurd. think you would also love Spider-Man because Spider-Man, you could mm -hmm. just kind of hang out in New York and just swing around and just just bop around. I, I love, Ooh, I love is that. I'll get oh. that. Great. Oh, so Spider-Man uh, is the best. One of the things I was going to say is please feel free to, over the course of this or afterwards, recommend games to me because I'm, I'm games illiterate. Somebody said Uncharted was a good series. Oh, so so good. I literally have purchased a PS four or whatever yeah. it is yeah just to play that now that's um, why i got my ps4 too i bought a ps4 to play uncharted and i didn't regret it at all yeah and now so, spider-man yeah. is my other go-to game okay so i'm like that's what i'm into like that kind of stuff sort of the um uh, the 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 ideas of the podcast to recommend good games to you guys but boy <laughs> oh boy uh, you should try The Last of Us would be an excellent game, although maybe yeah. too scary during not, quarantine. Not really a, escapism from our current hell world. It's like, because <laughs> it, mean, it is it is like very apocalyptic, but it's an amazing game, amazing experience. What about Death Stranding? Yeah, Death Stranding. Death Stranding, Death Stranding uh, is okay. very much, Death Stranding I think is the closest, we talked about this on the podcast, but the closest to paralleling our current reality because yeah. you are a delivery person and no one can go outside and your only interaction is when you with human interaction is when you bring a package to somebody and their hologram appears outside of their bunker to thank you. It's so it is it's like wild. a game. Oh, wow. That sounds so you're basically a Postmates person. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Yeah. Amazing. OK, yeah. great. I wrote it down. Uh, 
but I think the I, I think the other game, like you know, since since you're attracted to the the Red Dead Redemptions, I mean, I I don't know if you've uh, uh in the Fallout's of the world, I don't know if you're aware of Skyrim, but similarly, no, I don't know. Yeah, so that that also like just an expansive sort of open world. Uh, the Witcher franchise, similarly, particularly Witcher Three, is is uh the one people go to. So I, I that's think, the I think one that is now a TV well. show, right? That's with, now a TV yes. show with Henry Cavill, Superman. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, I'm loving, you know, as a somewhat video game illiterate, you know, like I'm loving getting lost in the world of some of these games, you know, right. like, and I'm just blown away by, you know, obviously, you know, I, 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 we live at a time where I, I can have a huge TV. I can sit close to it. It can take up my entire field of vision. And now I'm just like, you know, living that frontier life that I've always <laughs> wanted to. <laughs> Just like skinning bison and catching. Oh, I I literally uh, with playing this NBA 2K game, I've gotten so caught up in in the moment because there's no basketball now, obviously, and we'd be in the middle of like the playoffs. Um, when I've when I've won games at the very end, I've like jumped up in excitement, and I'm realizing like, oh, I'm just like this is clearly filling a hole that I need. But like, I like I'm like, why am I proud of myself? I'm walking, I'm like peacocking around my own house. Like, yeah, I did that. Gilbert Arenas did that. He gave them the ball. He didn't let me down. Like, and I didn't do anything. But I'm so <laughs> so pleased with myself. I'm. Well, it's like, so I'm fun so to pleased. accomplish something. To feel yes, a sense of accomplishment right, right now is so difficult. Um, yeah. there's a, there's a great game. I don't know if you guys have played it, but, uh, I started playing it online with a few friends, like this Friday, the 13th game where oh, yeah. you're being hunted by Jason and you can pick any Jason you want from all the movies or even the NES video game. And, um, it, it where you're hiding out, but if you stay them, I choose stay them. Oh, yeah. yeah, gotta, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, Gov. Come here, Gov. I'll, I'll, I'll put that knife in your gut. Oi, then. <laughs> Oi, then, Gov. Oh, what you having sex here? <laughs> I'll cut off your tallywhacker then, right? Uh, but um, if you whisper to the person that you're with, like the person playing Jason can hear that. Like you have to, like it's an online game where your voice, you have to be, you have to really whisper so Jason doesn't know where you are. It's great. That's I think great. almost all of my friends are playing that right now. They were playing a game where I don't know where any of them are. <laughs> I'm the... <laughs> I'm the I'm the Jason, and I can't seem to hear them whispering, and I'm concerned. I have not seen them in a long time, but when I find them, I will murder them. <laughs> um, I want to mention something that we we talked about briefly before the episode uh, started. Uh, you know, I, Shira, I know you're an enthusiast of point and click adventure games, yes. and specifically Leisure Suit Larry. You brought up. Uh, see, yes. I, uh, apparently both of you have a, have a, a past with Leisure Suit Larry, the very horny. Yeah. Man. When I saw that you did that on the show, I was like, oh, I would have loved to talk about Leisure Suit Larry because it was one of those games. Like I played all the LucasArts games. Yeah. But this is like the adult LucasArts game, you know, like and it was always about trying to get laid. And I remember my dad had the first one on his like work computer because I work with my dad. So I, I think somebody installed it or maybe my dad. And I, I, it seems so out of character for my dad that I'm giving him a pass. Because it doesn't seem like up his alley. Like, it doesn't seem like, like everything I know of him of my entire life. It's like, um, and it was all text-based. It was, like, super, like, you had to just, like, go to the bathroom, get a condom. Like, it was, like, you had to write a bunch of stuff. I remember that. And it was very, it was just, like, one bar scene or something like that. It was, like, the first Leisure Suit Larry. Like, 
you just were in a bar and there's a bathroom and you had to like the security question to get in was like, who was Richard Nixon's vice president? And that was right. where they determined like how old you were because like a kid wouldn't know that. Um, and then I would always kind of sneak and get another Leisure Suit Larry because at the end they were like, you're on a cruise ship, you're doing all this stuff. And it was like, I don't even think they were that dirty, but to a kid, it felt like the most like, this is like a porno or something. I don't even yeah. know. It just felt like, it felt so like, this is what real life is like, or I, I don't know. Yeah, it's like a, for a horny kid or whatever. It was amazing. Well, you're, you're watching, it's like AGA graphics, so like 16 color, you know, uh, uh, like soft core. And the closest you get to anything resembling nudity is like you can see like a, a topless woman in a hot tub with like her breath. Like it's yes. like, but like to a kid, I remember just like, I never played the Leisure Suit Larry's as a kid. My first time playing it was for this podcast, oh, uh, even wow. though I was generally aware of it. But I remember going to this, I remember going to the, uh, we had a video store uh, that, the video rental store that also had a video game section. I remember just looking at the box for Leisure Suit Larry and like just, uh, just getting like, just getting horned up, just like looking at the the screenshots. A hundred percent. It was, it was just like, uh, yeah, it just felt, I mean, and it, but it was like a, a regular, like, you know, like a, a, it was like the LucasArts games. It just, your goal yes. was sex instead of like finding the Holy Grail or going to Maniac Mansion. Like, you know, like, and, uh, and I remember like in one of them, you could get an STD. I remember that. That's how you like lost. The first, what? the Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah, game. there's a bunch of ways you can die in the Leisure Suit Larry game. You can get an STD from a sex worker. Um, you can get caught, I think, urinating in an alley and beaten to death. But the, my favorite way to die in Leisure Suit Larry when the game begins, we talked about this on our episode we did. When the game begins, a timer uh, starts. And if Leisure Suit Larry doesn't have sex within, I think it's like 12 hours of real time from when you start playing, he will take out a gun and kill himself. Wow. <laughs> That's so, amazing. Oh yeah. My gosh. Yeah. And it's it's two camera, too. It's I mean two like, camera. it's yeah. like a cut scene. <laughs> yeah, they where go to he a puts a gun scene. under his head and <laughs> blows his brains out. It's all real. Uh, wow, yeah, a, that's oh intense. God. A proto incel. Uh, but I was Jason- just gonna say this has got shades of incels all over it. <laughs> but they don't. They really don't make games like that. There was like a, no. there's something like like, like a, there's like a simpler time where it was like the most you know like that was the most horny thing. Like I, I don't mind being a kid who grew up with a game where it was like you might see boobs like in a computer world. Like it, it like it felt like if. If you're going to be exposed to anything, that's probably the way to into it instead of like watching, you know, hardcore things on the Internet. I, I, I feel like Leisure Suit Larry was better for kids. Yeah, I hope that if anyone anyone younger listening to this is aware of how easy you have it from a masturbation standpoint. Like, oh, it's consider, just like it was so consider so what we went through. I mean, like we had to find like dirty magazines in the woods. <laughs> like <laughs> That's like the that's the reality of what life was like. Like to be a teenager in the 80s, there was no internet, there was no phones, there was no to even get like porno tapes was impossible. It was really like you had come across something you would come across a a discarded used penthouse somewhere and it was like a holy grail. I told Jason this before maybe even said on how did this get made. I came across a penthouse air freshener on the walk home from school. And that I kept in a small safe in my house, in my, like, my room, like, you know, like, 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 well, that was like, happy graduation, you know, like, my name was on it, like, safe. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is, like, it was, 
just a discarded penthouse air freshener. It was like in the shape of a person. Oh, oh and was so... the scent pussy? <laughs> <laughs> Jason, did you ever, uh, uh, you have some history with Leisure Suit Larry as well, is that correct? So I was going to say, Leisure Suit Larry just reminded me of, like, one of the, so the very, at the very beginning of my, like, when I, the first time I got an agent, like an actual, like, uh, agent who were going to represent me, the first thing I was sent as a, we're going to send you on a meeting as a writer to, to, to develop something um, this is the piece of development these guys are looking to do. And it was the video game Leisure Suit Larry, which I had never heard of. Wow. And so I read the pitch do- their pitch document and was like, what the fuck even? I had no frame of... <laughs> I had no... I didn't know this existed. I didn't know there were dirty video games. I didn't know... I was like stymied by this the existence of... A game from at that point now from many, many years ago that they were currently I mean, we're talking like 2003, probably 2004. They were currently in active development on. Yeah, they, they've rebooted the game a couple of times. They've done a, a younger generation. Larry, that was one of their they tried to do like an American Pie version of, of Leisure Suit Larry oh, in the boy. 2000s. Um, because a and, leisure uh, suit even is a weird thing now. Like people wouldn't even know what a leisure suit is. Yeah. Well, I I barely know what a leisure suit is, and I was born in 1980. Yeah. yeah I don't right. Know. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's such a dated reference at this point. Uh, By the yeah. way, I'm just looking. I'm just looking at this. I guess there's a, a leisure suit Larry Switch game. It's called Leisure Suit Larry Wet Dreams Don't Dry. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine reading the words wet dreams don't dry on a Nintendo. (laughs) How did that even get in here? Cut to whatever the version of podcasts is in 20 years. And there's a bunch of people who are very young right now being like, do you remember Leisure Suit Larry, the wet dreams thing on Switch? That, that, that fucked me up, man. That was my formative sexual experience. And not to, not to revisit anything here, but- the Did you ever make this- it to the facials level? Because <laughs> now it's like super dirty. I mean, by the way, just to give you like an idea of where it's going, and you may have covered this before, but he wakes up after a 30-year sleep. That's how this game starts. He's been asleep for 30 years. And they're like, the world has changed, Larry. You now need to know what online dating is. So he's Rip Van oh Winkling it in this game. Yeah. Wow. Wow. He's Holy also shit. 60. <laughs> like, he's got to be 60 fucking years old. So hot. This is crazy. <laughs> um, oh, my so, God. So our game that we're discussing this week, a very different genre... <laughs> And it's a very different genre for Blizzard. A very Larry. immersive world. Uh, <laughs> uh, like such such a, a wonderful world to dive into. Thank you so much, Wiger. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess we'll begin here because this is a, the Street Fighter the movie that you got uh, is a film that's an adaptation of a video game. And the game we are covering is the game that is the adaptation of the movie which is the adaptation of the game. So basically this is like reviewing the novelization of 
Boz Lerman's Great Gatsby. It's like <laughs> several layers removed from the source. But you guys did Street Fighter the movie, um, uh, the movie on how did this get made uh, back in the day, which is a very funny episode I re-listened to today. Do you guys have any any remembrance of this film uh, s- since do. you reviewed it? Yeah, I mean, I remember a couple things about this movie. This is um, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia's the bad guy, right? Yeah, Raul Julia's and, M. Yeah, Bison. Kylie Minogue. Oh, yes. yes, thank you, thank you. Okay. And, and basically the idea behind this was, you know, Street Fighter is one of the biggest games in the world. Um, they are rushing to kind of make a game because they, they want to, you know, put this together to, because they know they, they have this limited window to kind of capitalize on its success. They rushed this movie so quickly. And Jean-Claude Van Damme has since said, like, he was on cocaine for the majority of this movie. Like, he's like, if there, if there was anything for me to snort, I would snort it. Like, he is, like, he's on the record. And they, and, and the craziest thing about it, because I am a Street Fighter the game fan. Um, yes. But there's not much story there. I mean, there's a little story, but... What they've kind of did was they threw out all of that and they just basically created like G.I. Joe. Like for lack of a better example, that's what they were trying to do. It's like Street Fighter now is G.I. Joe, which kind of loses all the appeal of what Street Fighter was, or at least what I was looking for in it. And it's like very bright and it looks shitty. And it was uh, directed by a first time director. Just a real mess of a movie. It really prompted one of our show's longest running, like most beloved catchphrases or not catchphrases, but like uh, June at a certain like really very far into the podcast, I believe, says the phrase. So what exactly is a street fighter? (laughs) And it's such a good question because. I understand from the game what a street fighter is, right? Like the game is literally just, you know, one v one street fights, you know. Uh, and this movie though is not that, as Paul's saying, the movie is much more of like the John Claude Van Damme heads up like some sort of UN, you know, forces or something like the that, A-N. right? The AN, the yes. AN, <laughs> yes, exactly. And they have to, and Raul Julia is like a villain, and it's got like a whole plot to it. They basically take all the names from Street Fighter, but they don't, they don't take anything from Street Fighter. And it, and obviously, the the guy who wrote it um, apparently came up with the pitch like in one night, and they were like, "We love this pitch," and that was it. And it feels like a movie that was come up. Like uh, the first idea across the board of was that guy who came up with the pitch, Jean Claude Van Damme on cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, here we go, here we here we go. This is this is what we're doing. Okay, okay, hear hear me out, hear me out. Okay, it's Street Fighter. I kick him hard. Yes, quicker kick. Uh, Kick, 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 kick. Raul Julia. (laughs) The the director wrote Die Hard. He yes, Stephen D'Souza. Yeah. he, like, this is a guy who should have known how to make a good action movie. Like, he should have been like, well, I understand the beats. I understand. Like, Die Hard is arguably the best action movie ever made. So Yeah, if absolutely. you're going to just take the characters that exist and assign them roles to fit the, the plot that you've come up with, you'd think you'd come up with something more interesting than... Chun-Li is a reporter and Balrog is her cameraman. It's like the <laughs> the relationship between the characters in the film is so, it's, it's just such a disconnect from the game, but also unsatisfying. Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, no, I, think- I couldn't make heads or tails out of the movie, especially yeah. because I'd frankly like had, I have only the passing 
a passing knowledge of the game. Like have almost these kind of games, and we'll get into it when we talk about the gameplay. These kind of games I am straight up bad at. I yes. don't I don't understand the mechanics of all if I wish I wish I sh I should have done this and maybe I'll do it and give it to you guys anyway. I wish I had videotaped my screen as I tried to play the oh game. Because <laughs> all my character is doing is Ducking, getting up, ducking, getting up, jumping, 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 ducking, jumping, ducking, jumping, <laughs> like punch, punch. Like I'm, I have no concept of how to combine buttons into moves or anything. So like it is like all just nonsense for me to play these things. It was and really weird. <laughs> I, well, I mean, it's also kind of hard to play these games. I think on a computer. Like I think certain these games really benefit from a certain control pad or or controller. Um, but. You know, it's interesting, like the movie does definitely feels like they rushed everything. And I did a little bit of research about the game, but which I can add some facts later on. But the, I think the craziest thing about this is it feels like Street Fighter is all you need to do is make the next version of Street Fighter. But they threw out everything that preceded Street Fighter to make a brand new game. But this movie is based on a game. And that's the thing that's kind of so crazy to me. It's like. They changed the animation. They changed everything for this game that was based on a game. Like, and they've lost their whole audience, right? That's that's the yeah. Whole. It's a real mind. It's a real mind melter in in terms of why they the, how they landed on this decision. But let, let's get into the game, Heather. I, I think that 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 to your point, Paul, are artistically and the big thing that distinguishes this from the other Street Fighters is like Mortal Kombat. Uh, it uses digitized sprites of the actors from the film, except for Raul Julia, who they use as, as stunt double. Um, and uh, and that's how the characters are rendered as opposed to the the pixel art that is used in previous entries and subsequent entries in the franchise. So uh, this the, the first thing you need to know about Street Fighter, the movie, the game is that the arcade game and the home games are developed by absolutely different teams. The arcade game was developed by Chicago-based Incredible Technologies, who'd also made a bunch of other digitized games, Time Killers, Bloodstorm, Golden Tea, which is a uh, mainstay oh, yeah. of like all the bars that have oh, ever yeah. existed. Um, but while they, they traveled to set and they had a, a certain amount of time to digitize the cast, they even had time with Jean-Claude Van Damme, although they didn't have enough time to get all of his animations so some of his uh, moves are performed by his stunt double. Uh, they didn't he they, by the way he leave he left he's like okay I'm done They're like no 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 we need you for like four more hours like nope got cocaine yep. to do. <laughs> <laughs> but the the arcade game was developed by a totally different team and Capcom who made Street Fighter Two would not release the move set code algorithm to this Chicago team. So they were so protective of what made Street huh. Fighter good that they handicapped the development team and was like, yeah, we don't want you to use any of the things that make Street Fighter lovable or fun. Um, so these guys had to build this game from the ground up. And it was at a time when Mortal Kombat was popular. So they uh, adapted some of like the heaviness and the sluggishness of Mortal Kombat to Street There's Fighter. There's like blood splatters. Right. There's like like Mortal Kombat style. It doesn't get as gory, but there are Mortal Kombat style like like blood splatters that happen. Yeah. Do you guys remember this game called 
pit boss or like pit fighter pit, pit, pit fighter, fighter yeah pit fighter was like i think one of the first ones that used the, the use digitized sprites it played like shit but that, that was right. an arcade I, fighter yeah, i used I to play game. a lot of pit boss where i'm a pit boss in a casino and i'm just making sure <laughs> i'm checking every dealer's decks every dealer's drawers i'm making sure that every deck is every every new round is new decks i'm i'm looking for card counters i'm looking for guys that are using systems like it's it's a pretty intense game I'm also like I'm a single dad in the game, and I'm I'm raising. You're going through divorce. You have to pay off your lawyer. Because I've got alimony. I'm a former alcoholic. I'm trying not to fall off the wagon. It's called Pit Boss. By the way, <laughs> I, rem- I feel like you could make that game. I remember having that game a- as a kid. Like I feel like I was like a Genesis game, but like but like having that game and there's something so gratifying about seeing real people. Like it's like again, if, like going back to the idea of like oh, I'm controlling real people. But never, it looks so stiff. Like these real people look so stiff. The thing that I remember as a kid blowing my absolute entire mind was the arrival of the arcade game. Was it called Dragon's Lair? Dragon's Lair. Yes, oh, Dragon's Lair. Best. That was like, for me, a seismic shift because you could control, I'm putting that in quotes because not really, cartoons. It was an anime. Like and it looked space like. Ace. Yeah, it looked Sp- like yeah. 2D cuz I had been playing games that were like, you know, like like, you know, the ones where you look through and shoot a tank in the distance. It looked I was yeah. playing like Asteroids in and suddenly here's this game. Don't get me wrong, I'll play Dig Dug or Joust for the next 10 hours straight, but this game Dragon's Lair was like wild. You it's it blew my mind. I could never get past like the first, like walking across this, the dumb bridge. I was like, no, I couldn't I, I, do you. I could never play any of it. I mean, none of it. Again, I don't know how to play video games well at all. <laughs> the Dragon Slayer, especially the arcade one, was was very punishing in the amount of in the timing. Like you had to get the yeah. timing really precise and the interactivity. We talked about we we reviewed Dragon Slayer uh, before with the uh, the Magic Tavern crew. And yeah, the the but what we talk about on that show is that there's there's such limited control. It's like all all you can do is is press the joystick in a direction yeah. exactly when it tells you to, and that plays either a success or a fail animation. And sometimes you can press the sword button, the single button you have on uh, uh, that you can access to. It, it's 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 very it's very hamstrung. There's not a lot to it. Yeah, but it, but looks, it looks, looks fantastic. Cool. It yeah. looked. Oh, it I was like, that. oh, this is the future. You know, that and Space Ace. It was the. Oh, I love all these old games. Sorry, but we're taking you guys off track. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, this well, is great. As a kid who was super into Street Fighter and then was kind of jealous of Mortal Kombat's Ascension, like I was like, oh, man, it that does look crazy. Like, because you would look at it and you'd be like, that's so violent and so realistic. There was a lot of hope that I felt when I saw Street Fighter, the movie, the game at the arcade, because I was like, oh, oh, they did it, too. Street Fighter can be this thing also. And it plays like shit. It It sucks. Everything that you know about Street Fighter is like inverted and there's like throws and reverse cancel throws and all this just like garbage. You can escape is- a throw, which it's it's yeah, mechanically it's very strange. It it feels off. Like it's it's a like you were saying, it's approximation of Street Fighter because they had to build it from the ground up. That's what a why- weird thing. What a weird what? thing for them to do. You know, <laughs> what a, what a, yeah. what is I mean, I get it, but like that's like that, that's the kind of thing I feel like that would never happen now. Like, no. a, like the idea that like uh, a studio or somebody would make a movie and that they would allow for a video game on the uh, on the to support that movie to be 
far lesser in quality than the video game that theoretically their fan base is showing up to the movie to support. Right. And it's a game based on a it's a movie based on a game. If Detective Pikachu, the game based on the movie based on Detective Pikachu featured photorealistic human children like, yeah. like, right. like but, oh, oh, I hate this. But like, I think what they did, and this is the problem with all these game tie-ins, and I, I fall victim to them all the time. Like, I love the Beverly Hills. I don't love, but I'll buy the Beverly Hills Cop game when it came out, like back in the day, the Die Hard game, all these games, because you hope that the movie tie-in game brings you that satisfaction of the movie. And they're never as good. They're always shitty. And here, I think they really doubled down. Like, people are going to go bananas for this movie. And they're going to want to watch, <laughs> at the opening of this game, a three-minute, like, modified trailer for the film. Like, I'm like, oh, wow, this is still going on. Like, And I'm going to get to play these characters I have really no connection to. Like, they just doubled down on something they did not know. And, and it is. It's, like, it's almost sadder when it comes out because it's like, oh, this movie already sucks. And now I'm, like, forced to be in with these characters even more. It's like... We already asked you to leave, but you're staying. <laughs> Paul, you played you played the home version, which is when the Japanese yeah. team took over and was like, we are going to fix this. So the version okay. you played was the best version of this game. Wow. So like okay. after after the, the wait, is that what I played, too? Yeah, I think so. You guys okay. played the yeah. better version of the game. Right. Because oh, there are wow. two versions. Yeah. We, and and so Capcom Japan was like, fuck. Uh, this is a launch title for the Saturn and the PlayStation. We've got to we've got to fix it. And so they took all these digitized sprites and they mapped them onto Street Fighter the game, like they just reskinned the game, but it changed all the timing and all the distance and everything. It was just it. Oh. This is the Band Aid. This is the best version. Well, that's interesting. It plays better, but it looks worse because they basically cut the animation frames in half. It is so yeah, it is like so, so choppy. The 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 Saturn and PS1 version just looks like like the, the characters animate like absolute shit. They don't animate well in the arcade version, but they look a little better. And why would you want to play this when you could play Virtua Fighter, which was a game that I loved, like like roughly at the same time. Right. Because Virtua Fighter was about this is really about the same time, you think, or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, like, and that's so smooth. I mean, it's definitely much more video game esque, but it's like the fighting is so much prettier to look at. And it's right. sort of, uh, and this is sort of, you're right. It's, it's, it, it plays like a, um, like a pocket game thing. It's like, oh, if you told me like this is on the Atari Lynx, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Like that, that's what it feels like. Uh, it I feel, feel like, like you guys. I'm not even kidding. Mentioning Saturn and Lynx, I think you guys are just making up fake game consoles now. <laughs> that, 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 that might, and might as they might as also well be like cars, you know. <laughs> I, I will say of the digitized sprites, so the some of them look okay, but Blanca in particular, who is such a distinct <laughs> character, he's the character with green skin and a big orange mane. In the movie, the arc they give him is he's Carlos Blanca, and we see him start off as a human being and turn get turned into a monster through, via this uh uh this this monster creating device slash VR indoctrination indoctrination um uh, machine that uh that Raul Julia has. 
and he looks very bad in the movie. But in the game, he looks when you can compare it one to one with the sprite that you know from Street Fighter Two, looks so much worse. Just looks like the most like last place in the Blanca cosplay contest. Looks so fucking terrible. He's and really skinny. He's super skinny. The <laughs> the skin is not like the 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 green is way too pale. He just looks sickly. It's just it's it's really awful. I said the Blanca in the movie is terrible. The Blanca in the movie looks like shit. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't even, I, I, I'm assuming I would have had to have beaten enough people to get to Blanca. Is that right? Um, it depends I, on what mode you're playing, because there is a mode, there, there is a movie mode, I believe, in the home version where you just play as Guile and you play the story of the I movie. I believe that's a, what I did, yes. Yeah, through a series of playing the Jean-Claude Van Damme character Guile yes. through a series of battles. I always, when, when, when given a choice, I want to play Jean-Claude Van Damme as the like. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2, I'm my character's name is Jean-Claude and my horse's name is Van Damme. Um, <laughs> I want to say, guys, I have worked with Jean-Claude and he is a really nice guy. Of course. And he, he's, he's really funny and... Um, I, I, and he's got those I gotta buns. say he was in... I was, what, here's what I was surprised by because I haven't looked at Jean-Claude Van Damme in... Since, you know, in like 20 years, I haven't looked at the guy uh, other than just recently on, on set and seeing him in Street Fighter. I was like, holy shit, he was a hunk. He oh, was yeah. like totally. a legit, like good looking dude. I thought he was not. I, he was I like a like, sex symbol. He was, yeah. Especially at that time when all of the action guys were these big, big, big guys like Schwarzenegger and Dolph Lundgren and Stallone were these big muscle bound guys. Jean-Claude Van Damme was was obviously muscly, but he was agile and lithe. And he had like he, every movie he did those splits and showed his tush. And it was like he was sexy. He was like he was European. the sexy, uh, the mm-hmm. sexy European uh, action star versus like the the murderous rampaging kind of like American guys who were just like, I'm out for justice. You know, I mean, the, the, I think part of I mean, it's going to be a crazy thing to say, but I'll say it anyway, like. His flexibility was one of his like, like traits. Like, oh, he can spread his legs like that. I feel like, like Stallone and Schwarzenegger, like they're not spreading their legs. They're not even being right. able to touch their toes. <laughs> like, you know, so there is something about him that's like, oh, he he has like a karate body or something like that, which is a different body. Like, um, and I think he's actually a super. Everything that he's done recently, it's funny. He seems to have an awareness of himself. And this movie, like you said, he's totally on cocaine. He has nothing to do with why this game is bad or good. No. Oh, uh, no. And we've done a bunch of his movies on how did this get made? And I think in all of them, um, we always are talking about how charismatic he is, how yes. fun yeah. he is to watch. You know, it is a lot of times it, it comes down to like, can you imagine what this movie would have been like? Not not this one, but like any of the other Jean-Claude Van Damme movies would have been like instead of him with a little bit of a light touch and an ability to sell a joke, if instead it was Stallone or if instead it was humorless, these humorless action stars, you know, like Jean-Claude Van Damme was able to split and have the uh, physical agility and skill set of all the action stars, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, uh, uh, Chuck... um, Norris. Chuck Norris, all these guys, uh, Steven Seagal, but 
he was also able to have like he could have a light enough touch like a Bruce Willis, not as good as, but like he was somewhere in between, which was ex- which makes him always so much more compelling to watch, even in a bad movie, if that right. makes sense. Yeah, I suppose that Street Fighter, the movie, the game would have been worse without the scenes where Jean-Claude Van Damme was fighting in full motion video. Yeah. Like It would have been worse. I yeah. mean, but but by the way, it also hurts the game that Jean-Claude, who is the leader of this game or the, the lead of the game, is like, I'm not going to give you the full time. Like everyone needed six hours to <laughs> get their motion cap. And he was like, I'll give you three and I'm done. Like he's the one that you would argue would need the most. And he's the one with the least amount of costuming that you can't really hide his face. And I'd also argue he's the one with the most athletic training to actually do the fight moves the right way. I was reading something about it and they were saying that like they had all these executives from Capcom there and no one could get the right dialogue. Like they replaced the dialogue for the video game but like all the little things that they say, like people were mispronouncing things. People hadn't done stunts before. Like it was a clusterfuck to get this game up and going. They would make they were making the actors play the game before they got there to understand like what they were even doing because no one knew. <laughs> oh wow, how confusing! Because then once those actors played the game and got to set, that's not what they were doing. They were doing something <laughs> totally different. <laughs> What a, yeah, what a shit show. It's so fun to, it's so fun to dig in on those, we, like the excess of those 80s kind of just keep, we'll just keep going, keep going. We we, we, we can figure this out. Come on, let's keep going, you know? Yeah. Um, I want to point out, I want to point out that the music in, so the music in Street Fighter 2 is among my favorite, like, fighting game music. Uh, and the music in this game is really bad i mean it's so yeah. play, matt can you play like uh like ken's theme from street fighter 2 yeah this is a this is a song that's pretty good um or so this or is from the original game yeah this is from street fighter 2 That's you're, like it, it drops well, it builds well. Like this is a this is a song you might even if it accidentally shuffled on your iPod or, or iPhone yeah. while you're at the gym, you'd probably work out to this song. You'd be like, okay. Yeah. Well, if I it. was working out to this song, I would suddenly like quadruple the speed that I that I work out to. This is very <laughs> yeah. fast. Yeah. I wouldn't put this on and go for a jog unless I was chasing someone. Like that is the like the BPM wise, that's up there. Like that's a that's that's a tough workout. I like that Heather's like I work out to video game music that is like high beats per minute and that is high intensity. You gotta get if you want to do that hit cardio, Jason. You gotta get that heart rate up. You gotta no, get no. Up, I'm only I work out to John Carpenter um, soundtracks, so it's all. Slow, synth, creepy. It's very eerie. John Carpenter music is the only music that that uh, makes me like smell cigarettes in the air. I feel like that's oh, like, <laughs> the, the best. <laughs> Compare and contrast that, though, with, 
with this next track that's from the PlayStation version of Street Fighter. Might be something you'd you'd like to work out too. This is um this is Ken's music also from the Street Fighter the movie the game. Boy, that's some gnarly scent. <laughs> oh god. Really aggressively putrid. Uh, yeah, this is the Damien Choppa as Ken's theme. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, stop it. Stop it. Uh, no, stop this it. is <laughs> like, what if you gave a bunch of 13-year-olds a couple of Dream Theater albums and were like, figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> but you see, this is like, this is what, I, if, when I was playing the game, I was like, oh, I'm, just, I'm not enjoying this. Is it the controls? Is it this? I'm like, Oh, no, but it's like that music makes me uneasy. The backgrounds are uneasy. I mean, also, I'm going to just say, like, I feel like they also kind of abandon the Street Fighter aspect of this game, too. They're they're very rarely outside. There are a lot of times inside on this game. Like yeah. They're in hospitals and in casinos. Like, they're not, yeah, they're, they're, they've at least taken that part out of the game, too. Like No, because these are usually some very, like, lived-in environments where they've got a, there's a bunch of, like, people watching and cheering on in the background or just going about their daily lives. And here, the, the, the environments are very, they're mostly pulled from the, the movie, and they're very sparse with not a lot of background animation. Yeah, the game is very aesthetically displeasing, and that's a, that's a big issue in addition to The original to title, like Indoor shit. Fighters, was not. <laughs> <laughs> people did not like that. By the way, the thing that the thing that got me that, that actually gave me a chill though was the little rat running around in the uh, in the hospital scene. Like you hear, like I literally thought something was in my own house. I was like, <laughs> what? What's going on? And then I was like, oh, it's a little rat on the screen. Like, it's a little eek eeking on the rat. And that was maybe maybe it's great sound design. I don't know, but yeah, that that score is terrible. Like the first one seems composed. The second one seems like a bot made it. Yeah, it's like an AI generated. It's crazy. This was uh, this. I did not enjoy playing this game. <laughs> Why would you? Yeah, I was deeply frustrated. I couldn't. I couldn't make. I. I had to. So. So you guys sent it uh, to me a link to play it on my computer, and with with very detailed instructions on how to get it, download it, and then you have to open a second page and it gives you the mapping of what keys do what. But all it said was like x equals triangle, you know, uh, <laughs> w equals square. And I'm like, what is that? What what do those even correspond to? So for me, it really was just like and this is a visual, I'm sorry, but I was just doing this. <laughs> like, 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 like flapping around on the keyboard, and I was a disaster at this game. But it was, it was making me laugh so hard at how bad I was getting my ass kicked constantly. <laughs> well, I mean, also like the 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 game controls are off, right? I mean, or I don't know. Again, I'm kind of trying to figure out like, are the game controls off, or is it just like because it doesn't feel like it doesn't have any of the fluidity of any of the yes. other games. It's like. Yeah. Well, like like so... like Heather mentioned earlier, since they just they just reskinned an existing game, basically the animation frames don't really match up uh, precisely with the input. So it's it's like it's it it all feels very stiff and clunky. It doesn't it, it plays better than the arcade version, which is similarly stiff and clunky. 
But yeah, it, it has a it has a horrible feel to it. And, and fighting games are all about precision. They're all about like, you know, feeling like the action you're taking can connect with the, your character on screen. It's yeah, like it's it's, it's like if somebody put boxing gloves on you and then put the movie version of boxing gloves over those boxing gloves and then the game's <laughs> boxing gloves were slid over it one more time. Then <laughs> you tried to box. I did <laughs> successfully beat the guy with boxing gloves. I could never I never figured out how to use any of my superpowers. So at a certain point, right, you build up enough something that you can like shoot us something or something, right? Yeah, yeah, you have special never you do, but you all, that there also is a super meter you can you, you you build up enough something you can shoot at something. Right. Something. So yeah. it's <laughs> at some point I could see it would be flashing super, super, super. Right. And I was like, I don't know how to activate that. Like you've not given me a context clues. You, Jason, you have to ask politely. That's what you yeah. have to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know how to uh, how to do those moves, and I couldn't pull off any of them in this game. None of them. Yeah. Like I was like, this is Okay, this that makes me nightmare. feel better. Good. And no, it yeah, also the, the timing just, is pretty it, imprecise. And 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 the animation is. I mean, you're right. Like, it, it, yeah, it just it's. It, I can't overstate it enough. Like the animation is, so, like in the attempt to make it look more relevant, it looks like much more from the past. It's like it looks like it's more Pit Boss than it or Pit Boss, sorry, <laughs> Pit Fighter than yeah. uh, than than a contemporary of like Mortal Kombat. I mean, because Mortal Kombat, I, I think if I had picked, I would go Street Fighter over Mortal Kombat. But Mortal Kombat, I don't know. Like, those games always felt like they were, that was the whole connection. The connection of, like, feeling like you had control over those moves in a very tactile way. Yeah, it, it definitely, definitely controlled a lot better. Uh, well, Heather, it's the time of the show we should get to our, our final thoughts on this game. It's time for the review crew. <laughs> So we'll each say Review one crew. We'll each say one positive thing. <laughs> is that, about is that how that goes? <laughs> Every time. Actually, that's the best it's ever gone. Uh, we'll say one positive thing about this abysmal game and then give it a numerical decimal rating. I can start things off. Matt, if you want to cue this up, uh, the great Raul Julia, R.I.P., is M Bison, and he's the the most by far the the most redeeming thing part of the movie, and he has a presence in the game. Uh, you know his again his stunt his stunt double did uh, most of the motion capture, uh, but his voice is used in the game in a very appropriate way. They have the perfect sample. Uh, Matt, can you play this Raul Julia voice sample? Game over. Just such a commitment level to that game over. Just just so delightful to hear that. Um, and see it on screen with a little bit of his video. Uh, I will give this game, which I, is barely playable, but it's a fighting game, um, which is a genre I like. So I'll give it a 1.1. 1. 1. Uh, what do you think, Heather? So, ugh, ugh. Oh man. Um okay. So, okay. So here oh, here we go. There is something charming about not charming in the way that the original game is, but charming in seeing human beings making the motions of Street Fighter moves. Mm. And so mm. like seeing 
Chun-Li do a lightning kick and it's a human being doing it or like a, a grown man bent over doing Blanca's electric shock motion is, <laughs> is like going to a high school play or something. Like it's like it's. You know what it's it like is? Those kids who put on Alien on, on in New right. Jersey, right? This Street Street Fighter the movie the game is the SNL sketch about Street Fighter. Like that's what it is. Like it's <laughs> it's a bunch of people in costumes that are similar trying to like emulate the thing and everyone kind of like nodding and being like, "Yeah, that's the thing." Uh like <laughs> That's your one good takeaway. You're still in. You're still trying to mine the good thing out of this. So I, I really liked seeing human beings making the fireball motion or the the dragon. I like. Motion. I love that throughout this podcast, Heather, you in particular, but everybody has tried to figure out how to explain. So you just used. SNL as an example, but also mere moments ago explained it as a boxing glove on a boxing glove on a boxing glove. Like, yeah. I love that we're this we're this deep into the podcast, still searching for the right way to the right metaphor to compare this movie with. This is crazy. It's a photograph of a tuna fish sandwich that you scratch and snip. <laughs> and it and it smells rancid. I was gonna say it, it feels like one of those games that you would win at a carnival that it controlled by water. Like you shoot air up to like put like balls and hoops or rings around right. things. It feels like if you had that kind of control for a fighting game, it feels like <laughs> it's like it's, the character is kind of like. They're just there, and it's like maybe it got in the hoop, maybe it got on the the peg. You don't really have control over it. The water is kind of more of the 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 beast of that game. Um, Heather, did you give a score? I'm sorry, no, I missed it. Uh, my my score is a point zero a zero a zero point zero five. Wow, yeah. zero point zero five. Okay, yeah, wow. going to the hundredth place. Uh, did you did you go already, Weiger, or no? Yeah, I, I went. Uh, Matt Apodaca, uh, your uh, your positive thing and your score. I mean, there's not a lot good to say about this game. Uh, <laughs> I was also playing the same. Well, version. Matt, you haven't yeah. shut up talking about it the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, you know, what? I know my place. I, I got I got the two kings here. I gotta I gotta keep my mouth shut so all that gold can come out. But I I I was playing the same version that you guys are playing and I have the context for what typically what the buttons do. So I didn't have the issue. I didn't have the same issue, but listening to that, I've been like, Oh, I should have explained that. you like triangle is usually like a light kick. Uh, but, um, this game like just made me think, you know, I've played, I've played many street fighters. Not all of them are great. Not all of them are equal, but now I can I can appreciate the ones that are bad. Like it made me look at this. Heather will understand what I mean. It made, it made me look at Street Fighter Five in a different light because I was like, "Well, that's not. This isn't anywhere near as like that's not anywhere near as bad as this Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Yeah. The bar for Street Fighter has lowered for me. So this this makes Street Fighter EX look like a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's where it's just like because like. I mean, at least that's still sort of Street Fighter. This is yeah. not. This is something. Uh, this is uh, this is awful. I, I hated playing this. Uh, <laughs> this is your uh, positives, it, man. This what is my positive thing, but it made me appreciate 
the street fighters that I do really like and love. And it made me just look back fondly on those memories instead as a way to clear this one out of my brain presently. So, so you're positive about Street Fighter, the movie, the game is other games? Yes. And I think that counts. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think it's fair. So that your positive is nostalgia. Yes. It yeah, provoked it th- nostalgia it, for better games. And not even nostalgia, almost like... Uh, appreciation. Appreciate, like almost Stockholm Syndrome, where like this game made me like, well, you know, it could, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> or I, I, this, I, I, I'm thankful for what I've had. Um, I'll give this one a, yeah, a 0.4, because my favorite is Street Fighter 4. Wow. Uh, all right, Paul Shear, something positive and a numerical score. Okay. Uh, I really liked the outfit that Jean-Claude Van Damme had. Uh, in the movie, he wears a lot of blue on blue, kind of the Jay Leno denim on top, denim on bottom kind of thing. <laughs> and I, I feel like they couldn't quite get him to have a blue top and blue camo pants. By the way, he is wearing blue camo pants. Um, and he has a black top. And I thought the black top and the blue camo pants really was a nice ensemble that really wasn't mm. featured in the film. And I and I thought like, in a game where they're taking great liberties, that was a, a tremendous improvement of Jean-Claude's uh, character, the Guile character. So I, I feel like uh, hats off for that wardrobe choice. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to give it a um, a zero point zero seven. Wow. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. A point zero uh, seven. So that's a point. Yeah. Point zero seven. Yeah. OK, so that's closer to a one, right? Yeah. Yes. So that's yeah. a OK. 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 Got it. Got it. Got it. Uh, all right, Jason, something positive and your score. OK, positive. I got to play as Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for me, Solid. already huge positive. I've mm-hmm. got like now I've got the best buns in the biz. Everything's <laughs> going my way. Now, this is, I believe, I might be wrong. And if I'm wrong, it's only in some random passing experience. I believe this is the first time I've played a Street Fighter game. Oh wow. My God. <laughs> wow. So my, just so listeners understand, my entire exposure to Street Fighter <laughs> is the movie, which I watched in 2013 <laughs> for the podcast, How Did This Get Made? And now this game, Street Fighter, the movie, the game. So... So this is like I'm being pranked by this franchise. <laughs> That's the negative. This is like if the only Pixar film you'd ever seen was The Good Dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Disney movie is Bolt. <laughs> um, so it really was, I will be honest, it was maddening to play. Uh, I didn't understand it. It made no sense. I was laughing the way, so hard at myself. Jason, you didn't understand it. There is no story to this game. <laughs> I mean, no. I didn't understand how to play it is what I mean. Uh, I didn't understand uh, the game mechanics, really. Uh, the plot I could fl- I could flawlessly follow. <laughs> By the way, if you keep thing. losing, if you keep losing, the screen comes up and... Um, um, one of the characters says to you, uh, Guile, are you okay? Like, <laughs> like, like shames you, <laughs> shames you for losing that match. And, By the and way, I was, they also, they also kind of shame you when you win too. It's like, well, if you think you got the goods, you got to check it out again. It's like, Hey man, I just won a match. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a little bit of a Give me some credit here, bro. Um, 
Um, so it was, I was laughing so hard at myself for just how bad I was at playing the game, even though the game is legit trash. Um, uh, but so it was fun and I was, and, and, and I, here's my most positive thing I will say is that I knew it was all in service of talking to you guys, which I was very excited about. And this has been a blast. None the less my score is going to be a 0.0. 0. Wow. <laughs> zero point zero. Zero point zero. Fair. Wow, well. Fair. Those Has were that ever our thoughts. Before? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I unless, mean, we, unless we rarely you, get the total goose egg. I, oh, this is it. <laughs> zero point zero. <laughs> this is tits with a freckle. <laughs> I I only I only wish that June was here to is see her discomfort with this game once again as because uh, she would have been so upset uh, with this. <laughs> she hates video games, right? Yeah, I kind of uh, you know the reason why she is not here uh, is not because of any other reason besides her disdain for video games. Uh, she loves, <laughs> she loves, the, loves everybody involved in this podcast uh, a lot, and um, but when I've look, I've lived with my wife. Uh, we've been together for 15 years. She's seen me in situations where I've not been my best, but the only time that I've ever feel, felt her judging me is when she's walked in and seen that headset on with me playing like Xbox. Funny. She looks at me and, and like, I'm like, is she going to serve me divorce papers in the moment? Like, like a dis utter disdain. And uh, you and, try to hurriedly yeah. put porn on the TV and start talking. <laughs> <out. laughs> she, she, she would, she would be have so much more respect for me. Uh, and then um, she looked over at me <laughs> the other night when I was playing Animal Crossing in bed, and it was when like uh, Isabel is like kind of giving the morning meeting, and she's like, "What the fuck are you even playing? <laughs> what is this?" And I and I was trying to explain it to her, and then it was not good. She's like. That can never come into our bedroom again. The switch has been banned from our bedroom. So the thought to, of getting a cut to you playing Leisure Suit Larry wet dreams on your <laughs> switch shamefully in the guest bathroom. So she will never like the fact that like, yeah, she will like I've I've never even tried to get her in. Like, I, I think honestly, before we married, she said, I, or when we moved in with each other, she's like, you have to make me a promise that I will never come home and see you with a headset on. And uh, <laughs> during the quarantine, she, I've broken that like about twice. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. That is amazing. Yeah, wow. we've done a number of, um, uh, on, the, on our podcast, a number of game adaptation movies. Right. Um, that have all been some version of not good, bad, yeah. really yeah. very bad. Like there are very, like, is there in your guys' opinion, a successful iteration of a movie that is inspired by, or a direct adaptation of a, a video game that's good? You met, you mentioned it, but I actually think the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider, the first oh. one is okay. It's, okay. it's I, I feel like that's that's not a that's not unwatchable and that's a decent rendering of what the game brings. Well, what were we gonna say, Heather? I was gonna say that if the Oscars are held this year, Sonic the Hedgehog wins Best Picture. Not only because <laughs> nothing has been released, but also because it's actually good. Sonic wow. the Hedgehog. I agree with you. I've seen Sonic now five times. 
Holy shit. Your your kids still haven't seen it, huh? (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm kind of making sure it's safe for them. You're just vetting it for them. (laughs) Yeah, I'm vetting it. Um, No, but they, like, you know, um, yeah, they've watched it about five times. I mean, we're watching some serious shit in this house. We, I mean, I've I've seen Angry Birds two, like ten times. Still uh, angry. Yeah, still angry. By the way, uh, I would I would put that in the contention that Angry Birds one, it's got some laughs in it. I don't know. Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, look to make a game out of that, not that bad. But I, I but I think that Sonic is uh, is light years ahead of most video game adaptations because I think they leave away. Like they get rid of everything that's Sonic. Like they just keep Sonic. They get rid of the rings ultimately, or like, you know, like they they kind of just bring it into the real world. Is Detective like, Pikachu a game? Yes. Uh, there, yeah, there is a Detective Pikachu game, and I think that one absolutely, I mean, I've never played Detective Pikachu the game, so I can't speak to how it reflects uh, as a game, but it's I think identical. it's like a good, it's, it's like it's, a good movie. It's beat for beat, identically the game. Like even oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's wild. I watched that on a plane and thought it was fine. Yeah, Wait, I liked so it. So does Ryan is Ryan Reynolds in the Pikachu costume in the N- game? No, <laughs> no, but it is his dad, I think. Oh, okay, like it's got not it, okay. it like the the all of all of that is I haven't played all the way through Detective Pikachu, but it's the same the same beats. Hmm. Okay, got it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. interesting. So maybe well, people hey. are getting better. Maybe now actually video game fans are making video game movies because it feels like Steven D'Souza was a Hollywood writer who was making successful action movies. And they said, hey, you write this up. Like, he wasn't like, oh, I love Street Fighter. I'd love to bring my interpretation to Street What's Fighter interesting right. is that, like, video games are, and you guys would know this so much better than I, but, like, are such a massive grossing product. You know, they're making yes. so, they make so much money. I'm surprised they haven't tried to control from within the creation of the adaptations Rather than just licensing them to Capcom other people. Capcom did. Oh, Capcom really? Capcom did. Capcom said that every time that this movie plays, they get a million dollars. Because Capcom was the producer of the movie. They put all the money up behind oh, wow. it, even though Universal was the studio. Interesting. Like, so okay. Capcom okay. considers this a success. Um, and sometimes you'll see that. Like Angry Birds, like, like when Angry Birds starts, it's like, a Rivio production. You're like, that's not a fucking production company. But like, you know, huh. but it's the, you know, but they're, it's they're in yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, to your point, Zooks, uh, Grand Theft Auto Online, literally the most profitable entertainment product of all time. It's yeah. just that's so, so much money. Uh, but Heather, uh, we've shared our thoughts on Street Fighter, the movie, the game. Well, were you going to say something? No. We've shared our thoughts on Street Fighter, the movie, <laughs> the game, but maybe we're wrong. The Review Crew. <laughs> uh we've got a we've got a couple reviews uh for people who who like this uh uh sack of crap i've got one this is an imdb review of the game imdb review of street fighter the movie the game uh here it is video game based on the film which is in turn based on the game i couldn't believe it but in reality this game is based on one of my favorite movies where i can manage the actors from this movie all performers the main roles were filmed for this video game lists out the entire cast uh, in the uh, background is also taken from the movie. It's great. One of the best games of the 1990s. 10 out of 10. Now, <laughs> I read this review and I suspected that it was maybe trolling, but I went into this guy's history and read all of his other reviews oh, and wow. a bunch of just impassioned, genuine enthusiasm for a bunch of different games, some wow. good, some bad and movies, including Street Fighter, the movie, the, the movie, which is a thousand word rave. 
And here is the concluding paragraph <laughs> oh. of this of this uh, uh, college essay length screed. I strongly disagree with critics who threw slop at this wonderful film. Guys, I think you do not understand what you want. Probably you want to make the characters look cartoonish and silly like in the game. In any case, this is not a criticism. It's your stupid taste. Need to be a very bad person to scold this film. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. And yeah. so now you guys are in touch? Uh, yeah, we're yeah we're hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking quarantine to hang out with Cranoff hash RTM. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Heather, you got one? Uh, I I looked high and low for positive takes on Street Fighter, the movie, the game. Um, and I did find uh, that mentioned in the Wikipedia article about, uh, about the uh, home edition that Next Generation gave a positive, a completely positive review. Uh, Com- uh, they uh, praised the comprehensive selection of characters and numerous modes to play in and concluded that the game, quote, looks and plays great. Well, there you go. Wow. wow. That's mean, a contemporaneous review. That came out with the- Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't have another positive review. I couldn't find another one that was I- that was worth sharing, but I did find, I do have the text of Balrog's ending. If you finish the game with Balrog, this is the block of text you get which I think is just a, a just a great piece of storytelling. Here we go. Once Bison was defeated, Balrog returned to the United States and began his boxing training once again. Rising through the ranks, Balrog finally got his shot and soon became the only man to be world champion both in both the heavyweight and openweight divisions. Known for his extraordinary punching power and his quick knockouts, Balrog soon found that challengers were hard to find. So he has recently begun traveling again as Chun-Li's cameraman. When asked why... <laughs> Balrog joked, I just wanted to see her in that little Chinese dress one more time. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, boy. I Balrog. mean, yeah, such a steep uh. rise for yeah. such a steep fall. Wow. <laughs> and when he's going to be her cameraman one more time, does he kill her and himself at the end of this? <laughs> like, he's going to become her cameraman. How does he know it's one more time unless he's planning it? <laughs> uh, Heather, do you have any more? Uh, no, this was legitimately the hardest. Like, no matter how bad the game is, I always can find, like, something positive said by somebody somewhere yes. on the internet. And with this game, every version of, of of hunting for a positive review was met with, like, the concluding sentence of all the reviews were like, but the truth is, this game is terrible and I wish it hadn't been made. Like, they're not, yeah. none of them were happy. Near universal revulsion. Um, and with way, good reason. I was going to ask you, Jason. I'm sorry to, to delay this, but Jason asked, like, are there any good movie, uh, game, movie like games into movies? But are there any good game adaptations? Like, oh movie yeah, adi- like it's the other an one. even better question. Yeah. Oh, I was. It, I mean, it it depends on how uh, wide a a net you want to cast. If you allow like the, the like a, a property, then then certainly you know you mentioned the Spider Man um uh right. PS4 game. Uh, you know the Batman games, the Arkham games. I think are 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 quite oh, right. good. Okay, yeah. But an actual but that like aren't property, adap- that, yeah, those yeah, aren't adaptations the- of a movie. Those are built from the ground up as right. games, just of those characters. Right. right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, Heather, do you have one that comes to mind? Yeah, I would say that uh, the Die Hard trilogy game for PlayStation One is enjoyable, especially okay. the Die Hard with a Vengeance section, where you are just driving a cab like a maniac through. New oh, York fun. City. That's cool. Uh, 
And then also Die Hard Arcade, which is a different game, uh, is also a good movie adaptation of like just a straightforward game based on a movie thing. Yeah. Um, I always thought that like Die Hard needed like an update like right now, like make like a Call of Duty level of graphics of Die Hard. It would be so much fun. Yeah. It's like a perfect game for that. But uh, oh, that's good. I got to play Die Hard. They, they, also, uh, it would be I can see that it would be fun if the world was, you know, if it's a, a world game. And it's just, you know, a skyscraper that you're going floor by floor, going through, exploring yeah. stuff. You can, Is it yeah, a raid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't a, know. Or, or a ju- no, I don't it was that so. Judge Dredd remake as well was the same setup, you yeah. know? But the, the truth is the best, I think the very best movie-based game is Alien Isolation, which, mm. like, straight Ooh. up, like, expands on the world of the movie, but at, but really, really is, like, dedicated to the details of the world like Waylon yutani cups with like half-eaten donuts and all mm. of the environment it's it's and hr hr giger voices all of the characters right <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh you're scared very scary that's scary that's scary oh no oh no this look is out. a big one this is, this is very big xenomorph look out <laughs> Uh, All right, that means it's time for the question block. Matt, let's uh, get a few questions. This first one is from at Jared Adam. We get a lot of games based on movies. What about books? What book or series of books do you think would make a good video game? Wow. What a fucking nerd. <laughs> well, I mean, Weiger, Weiger, you mentioned earlier the, that there should be a Great Gatsby game. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I mean, the one that comes to my mind right away is like Ender's Game would be awesome mm. yeah. as a video game. Uh, you could have good training levels, real fighting levels. I think that would be a great book to game. I know well, they made a Well, Ender's movie of it. Game doesn't, isn't the, I don't know this actually, but isn't Ender's Game kind of take place in a game? Yes. Or it's in a virtual yeah. world. Is that it? There are elements. Now I'm forgetting. Okay, I might not know. You, I might not know. Play, you, you, if it was a game, you'd put if if Ender's Game was a adaptation of the book, you would play a game that was a straight up war game. And spoilers, uh, you at the end of playing this game on your PlayStation Four, you would get a, a message from the American right. government that would be like congratulations, here's the number of insurgents you've actually killed on the planet. And you'd be right. like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. That's right. You I thought did. you were playing a game, but it was. Wow. Like- oh, wow. OK. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. OK, cool. Maybe um, I don't know what Ender's game is. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I pitch the road as a game? Ooh, oh, like, that's fun. Ooh, I love yeah, that. that's scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a survival horror, uh, uh, climbing through a desperate landscape. I there is a there is a really there's an execrable NES adaptation of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde that is that my mm. friend had, and we played as a kid, and it is so it is so not a game. It is so they 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 put no thought into how this should reflect the novel. But basically, you like you you move you make progress forward as Doctor Jekyll, and if you take enough damage, you turn into Mister Hyde. And then you move backwards through the level. So like that your punishment oh. is instead of M- Mr. Hyde being this cool mode where you get to be like this monstrous, like Hulk like figure. Instead, you're like punished when you're Mr. Hyde. So it's it's yeah, it's a it's really, really fucking boring. I'm yeah, I'm sure there's some there's some great uh, 
I'm assuming com- there are Harry Potter games, right? Well, I was gonna say there must yeah. be a Quidditch game, a full yeah. Quidditch. I'm assuming yeah. there's a lot of Harry Potter games. I would I would like a Harry Potter game that is like where you're playing Sirius Black and you are in prison and there are <laughs> dementors and you have to get out of prison. You have to basically escape uh um uh prison, you know, and and right. and like the effects of losing cause you to lose your mind. So your character <laughs> goes insane the worse you are at the game, you know? Right. That's wow, like, a, like there's that. a uh, GameCube game like that called Eternal, Eternal Darkness. Darkness. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. What else you got for us, Apodaca? This one's from at Tanner the Looser. Tanner writes, what movie would you want a fighting game made out of and who would be your main fighter from that movie? Wait, what was the first part of it? What so, movie would you want a fighting uh, game made out of? Got it. Okay, got it. I, I always go to the same movie with this, and I'm going to go there again. I want Amadeus the fighting game. <laughs> and I would, oh, love, yeah. I would love it to be all composers. Like, you, your, main, your main two dudes are going to be Mozart and Salieri, right? But then you can unlock Beethoven and Litz. Oh, fuck. Get Mahler yeah. in there? Yeah, get <laughs> Mahler in there. fucking yeah. some shit up. Like, Debussy comes in and is like, fuck this. Shostakovich <laughs> and me are teaming up. <laughs> um, I mean, let me think. I mean, probably I think you could make a good fighting game out of any Boston set movie. Oh, so, yeah. Um, you know, uh, so I'm going to say like a fighting game based on um, the Matt Damon, uh, Ben Affleck movie. Uh, what? Uh, how do you like them apples? What's it called? <laughs> Goodwill hunting. Goodwill, Goodwill yeah. hunting. Uh, where every every you know you get to play those guys and it's just fights. It's just cu- every. <laughs> it's I just you're that. trying to you're playing Matt Damon. You're Boston trying to Street get to fighter man. Yep. You're basically you're trying to get to Mini Driver, but everywhere you go, people are like, "You think you're fucking better than me?" <laughs> and what oh if, hey, what look at this guy. Oh hey, fancy. You want to fucking what, fight? <laughs> what about if every level you get a piece of a math equation, and you're also trying to build a great math equation? By the way, <laughs> yes. Somebody should make the Goodwill Hunting game because it's part math and then part fighting, and then you can and part therapy. Um, I got I got a good game. Robin uh, Williams is the final boss. <laughs> uh, you have to become self-actualized to play to finish the game. You just punch him in over and over again, and he just keeps going. It's not your. It's fault. not your fault. Like- <laughs> uh, um, I want to do a fighting game based on Rock of Ages, which is the jukebox uh, musical movie with Tom Cruise and everything. So you oh, basically yeah. have all these rockers. Uh, so you have great costumes. It's kind of like a Street Fighter thing. And, you know, you can play maybe as Paul Giamatti as the manager and you could get into a fight with like Tom Cruise. But basically it's like uh, either you're trying to get to this. I, I think it's just fights backstage or on stage, but it's a heavy metal theme, like a, a glam metal themed fighting game. And you would hear those great songs. You wouldn't have any of those issues with the musical tracks. And, uh, <laughs> let's, you know, and, uh, like who, want, who doesn't want to play Russell Brand? Let's get in it. Let's do it. I think you could also <laughs> make a compelling fighting game out of the Sex and the City movies. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could, I I would just choose. I would play as Miranda, and I would fuck shit up all day, every day. <laughs> and you just have to run around finding cosmos to replenish your energy. <laughs> mm. How about just play? How about like just get into it? And, 
Now I'm thinking more and more like, just get a Paul Thomas Anderson fighting game. It's all of his characters, like Magnolia, <laughs> Boogie Nights, uh, There Will Be Blood. You say like all these like characters. <laughs> I would love to see like, I would love to see Jason Robards fighting Daniel Day-Lewis. Like let's oh, get yeah. them together. I drink you know. your milkshake. <laughs> you got like eight different versions of John C. Riley you can pick from. <laughs> yeah, depending uh, on the button you pick, it's a totally different costume. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, including Dr. Steve Brule. <laughs> that's an easter egg that's an easter egg you can unlock it and you get you just can call people a dingus throughout the game <laughs> but i but the secret weapon is always uh, adam sandler's rage it just makes the other characters feel very uncomfortable like they're like ah all right i'm just not gonna fight you're gonna leave uh hit us up with your questions at get played pod get played pod at gmail.com uh, Jason Benzoukas, Paul Shear. How did this get made? Is the show you you know about the the show? If you're listening to this, in all likelihood, if you haven't, and you want to hear uh, uh, three hilarious people and guests talk about movies uh, at length, uh, mostly bad movies, but uh, but every movie they talk about, uh, it's 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 uh, is interesting in a different way. Um, check out that show. Uh, anything else you guys would like to plug at this time? Uh, oh wait, go ahead. Golden Eye. Someone was driving around trying to find us the entire length of that until we got to this is now now they're driving back home. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jason, Paul, any plugs? I'll give a quick plug. I'm doing a new uh, YouTube series right now that I've been taping in quarantine. Uh, it's called The World's Greatest Book Club uh, with me, Paul Shear, and the uh, and we're basically talking to awesome people about their favorite Marvel books. Jason is one of those people. Uh, Damon Lindelof is one of those people. Gillian Jacobs. Um, and it's basically, if you've never read comics and want to get into comics, I think it's a great place to start because people just talk about very specific books and you might just get interested in that. And if you've read a bunch of books, I think it's great because you may uncover a book that you haven't read. And it's all in service to raise awareness and attention to a small business that needs our help right now, which is local comic book shops. Uh, many of them are open, and we're just trying to make sure that we're driving business to them to make sure they stay open. So when we're back, they're back too. That's rad. Um, no, I mean, not, I mean, I was recently uh, on Doughboys, which is Nick's other show, which I had a blast doing. Um, it's funny, during this quarantine, like, I am consuming a tremendous amount of stuff and it is delightful to just listen to podcasts, be a part of podcasts. There's so much like uh, community and camaraderie around just people, even though we're on Zoom and blah, blah, blah. There's something quite wonderful about being able to see you guys and chat with you guys and having that talk uh, was a delight. I was recently on an episode of Binge Mode, which was uh, great. I Jason, did a you're also on Solar Opposites, which is a hilarious show oh, on yes. Hulu. Thank it's you. So good. Thank you. It's so funny. <laughs> yes. I do a voice on Solar Opposites. Uh, uh, I'm on just one episode of Solar Opposites, which is on Hulu. It's terrific. Uh, and uh, Big Mouth is still obviously on um, Netflix. You know, there's, there's stuff to you can you can find. Oh, me. and I just want to say one thing to Weiger. It's a wrong podcast. But um, when I was on, we were talking about pizza. I kind of spoke poetically about the Newman's own pizza on Doughboys. And it was recently voted the best home pizza you can get. Uh, wow! So I just wanna, yeah, I just want to make sure I felt very vindicated by that. That that as if you're going to a frozen food section, Newman's Own people, that's what you got to get. Nice. What's this other? What's this other podcast, Nick? What do you? What is this? You uh, like Matt, another... what's what's next week's game? <laughs> uh, next week's game inside. Great.
I was looking forward to some escapism. <laughs> because you see, we are inside. <laughs> okay. All the time. <laughs> due to society. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 <laughs>